Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Out of the Blue on this sunny, hot, hot, hot Sunday morning. I'm Donna and I'm joined in the studio by my co-host, Farm. Um, you're listening to Out of the Blue. It's 855 AM 3CR Community Radio. And here on Out of the Blue, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land 3CR is broadcasting from and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this land was never ceded. We'll be back right after our theme song and a short CSA with today's guests and it's Clean Up Australia Day. Stay with us. Cocktail followed by oyster liqueurs. Well, if you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, it's on where you are. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. We'll check out the happening vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe if you listen to 3CR. Slap your ears! What? Who the hell is that? Slap your ears! What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. Slap your ears! Get out. Get the hell out of here now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Out of the Blue on 3CR, 855 AM. Today in the studio, we have a live interview straight from the Maribyrnong River Litter Blitz with Nikki Kowalczyk and Andrew Kelly of the Yarra River Keepers Association and also D- Doug Yardley from Clean Water Group. Now, first of all, happy Australia Day. <laughs> happy Australia <laughs> Cleanup Day. <laughs> Cleanup Australia Day, uh, everybody. Um, 
if you are already out there in the heat, take care of yourself, look after yourself, bring your water bottle, wear your hats and your sunscreen when you are joining one of the 3,200 cleanups all over Australia today. So there is plenty to choose from. Um, and we are going to talk about a very particular one in the Maribyrnong River at the moment. Um, so in June of last year, the Eco Centre and the Yarra Riverkeeper Association launched a research report called Microplastics in the Maribyrnong and Yarra Rivers uh, that detailed a lot of the uh, microplastics research that they did with, uh, with their boat and the manta net. Um, and some calculations and the shocking results of that were that in the Maribyrnong alone, over 256 million pieces of plastic pollution are reaching Port Phillip Bay every year. Um, astounding numbers, obviously. Um, so we are very curious uh, to chat uh, with Nikki Kowalczyk, who is from the Yarra Riverkeeper Association and who organized the cleanup at the Maribyrnong River called the Maribyrnong River Litter Blitz. Hi, Nikki. Are you with us today? Good morning, Sam. How are you going? Yeah, very well. How is it going out there? Are you guys uh, boiling in the heat yet? Yeah, it's scorching. Um, and luckily, the Maribyrnong is providing a bit of respite. And there's a bit of a breeze down here as well. So that's the only thing keeping us going at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So can you describe to us what is what is happening right now at the cleanup? How many people have you got so far? Sure. So we're based at Footscray City Rowing Club. Um, and uh, we've got approximately oh, probably around 80 people. We had 180 people registered for the event originally, but I've had a number of cancellations over the last couple of days simply because people are saying they're not, they don't want to risk being in the heat. And fair enough, I think we're going on to our third day of over 35, and I think everyone's just uh, feeling it now. Yeah. But um, so 80 here is a wonderful turnout, uh, lots of smiles, lots of enthusiasm. Uh, we've got about 90% of those people on boats, on kayaks and canoes. Well, that seems um, to be the best place to be at the moment, wouldn't it, exactly. on the water? Exactly. That's right. So the water's looking really colourful, and um, I'm actually sort of on a first floor. So I've got a spectacular view of the city, the Maribyrnong, the palm trees, and all these people cleaning up. It's just a, it's, it's just a great atmosphere. That's fantastic. And I was wondering, um, because you guys did the um, Yarra River Blitz, uh, and I just quickly had a peek at your website where you're reporting that in April of last year when you were collaborating with Clean Water Group as well, um, they removed five tons of litter and polystyrene contaminated soil from just the reed bed system in the Yarra and that all of the attendees from across Melbourne collected another 450 kilograms of rubbish just from the river. Correct. Um, that, those numbers are obviously quite astounding. Uh, yes. uh, do you think you're going to beat that today in the Maribyrnong? <laughs> Look, it's uh, the, because the Maribyrnong doesn't have quite as an extensive reed system, um, litter is less. There's definitely less litter here. So there's a lot of rock walls. So people are trying to grasp litter in the rocks, but obviously access by kayak and canoe is um, it's, it's, it's not as easy. So I don't think we'll get the same volume. Saying that we still, so we're running a 10-day blitz, so the Clean Water Group and the Arrow River Keepers uh, have developed this Mr. Snuffleup Mr. Snuffleupagus as you've as you've heard. Can you say that ten so, times in a row real fast, please? <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Mr. Snuffleupagus. I believe in Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> oh, that's a good effort. Good effort. So um, so they've already 
so they're, we're on day three. Um, and so the first two days, they focused on rock walls in the Maribyrnong as well as the Stony Creek backwash. So they've probably collected or vacuumed up a ton's worth. They started uh, with the focus on uh, plastic resin pellets or nurdles, as um, you'd be well aware. Uh, the Stony Creek backwash is just uh, littered with them. I can honestly say that the Stony Creek backwash is the worst place for nurdles I have ever mm. had the misfortune of doing a cleanup. I think uh, a few years ago I picked up 44,000 nurdles in the space of about four square meters. Unbelievable. Yeah, so we're still looking at those kinds of numbers. Um, Doug from Clean Water, who you'll be speaking to later, he said he reckons they've vacuumed up 100 kilos worth of the resin pellets. So it's, it's still as shocking as ever, but I think there's a lot more awareness about them right now. Uh, there was the litter... The litter um, Oh, I forget what the, the Oh, the Great Nurdle called. Hunt from yes. Tangaroa Blue Foundation a few weekends ago. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So that would have really sort of given us an insight into uh, concentrations around Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, so going back to the first blitz, this is the third. The first two were on the Yarra. We've decided to spread the love west, and um, it's, it's really nice to be entering new territory and uh, engaging with new community groups. We've got a local love our streets here and, Runners, uh, runners, cleanups for the Maribyrnong. Uh, so it's it's, it's definitely. Um, I think people often think that there's not quite as much activity on the morning, but this morning has highlighted that it is very active. Uh, there are a lot of communities. I think there are 12 cleanups along the Maribyrnong this morning for Cleanup Australia Day. Uh, so it's it's pretty much you know one cleaning site to the next, and we've spoken to Maribyrnong Council, one of the rangers from Maribyrnong Council who's dropping off the bins and he's uh, he's just been blown away by the community effort given the crazy weather. Fantastic. That sounds really amazing. Uh, mm. So thank you so much, Nikki, for giving us that snapshot of what is happening for Clean Up Australia Day at the Maribyrnong Litter River Blitz. <laughs> I'm mixing up all of my words today. Too many words in a row. Thank you so much, Nikki. Um, and next up, we're speaking with Andrew Kelly, who is the Yarra Riverkeeper, working for the Yarra Riverkeeper Association. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing this, uh, this morning? Hi. Hi. Can you hear us? Hi, Pam. Hi. How are you? Yeah, good. Are you sweltering in the heat as well, or are you good? Uh, still dripping with sweat, but in the aircon at the moment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, Andrew, we've, I'm very interested to hear um, that you are uh, cleaning up at the Maribyrnong at the moment, so you've kind of gone west from your usual patch a little bit. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your decision to uh, help out the Maribyrnong River this time? Well, sure. So we pioneered with the Clean Water Group this uh, Mr. Snuffy vacuum system and we thought it was important to clean the Maribyrnong as well as the Yarra. I mean, the Maribyrnong does flow into the Yarra, so they are connected and they both, of course, flow into the bay. So any of the litter that comes down either river ends up in the bay. So it's kind of important to tackle both rivers. And so we made the decision to come over here and do one of our blitzes here. Um, and it's, of course, an extremely beautiful river, the Maribyrnong, and with lots of green spaces along it at the moment, but it is under a lot of development pressure now with the prospect of developing the old munitions site 
and so on. Right. So what what are the what are the dangers to the the Maribyrnong when it comes to development? What what I'm trying to picture kind of what the building sites, what kind of effect would that have on the water? Um, well, you're putting in a lot more hard surfacing, uh, so that means that you're getting faster runoff into the river, uh, and you're also putting a lot of with the hard surfacing comes you know tire dust and brake dust from the roads. And you just have more people around who are dropping litter. So all of those cumulatively do have an impact. And then you ruin the visual landscape of the river, basically. So you puncture that balloon of being in a natural world and you end up just being in a human world. Yeah, yeah. So with you a can't lot get away from it. Built up structures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the Maribyrnong is quite quite a long river as well with a massive catchment, but it, it seems to be a little bit sort of the... Uh, forgotten sibling of the Yarra. That's that's kind of how I feel. Melbourne sometimes treats the Maribyrnong a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. What, what would you? What are you? What's your opinion on that? Well, there's truth in that because the West was the industrial heart of Melbourne, so all, all the money tended to be in the East. Um, but I think that's changing, and you have to note. Um, of course, we had the Yarra River Protection Act passed in September 2017. And now they've got the Rivers of the West initiative um, to look at doing similar legislation here on the Maribyrnong. Of course, it'll be different legislation because um, the requirements here are different. But I'm feeling there's a real push behind the Maribyrnong now, a real lift happening around here. A lot of people are moving in, sometimes into the developments that I'm kind of opposing. But I think there's a real lift in this area and a real passion for the river and, and a real sense that something can be done. And, yeah. and we're part of that something that can be done. Yeah, it's really interesting to me when I when I look through the the report of the Eco Centre and the Yarra River Keepers Association, and uh, the most uh, prominent litter items that make it into the Maribyrnong River compared to the Yarra are actually plastic straws and like soft plastic packaging from food and plastic bags and things like that. So that kind of suggests that the the river is being visited or that there are people using the spaces around the Maribyrnong River for, for recreation. Um, so maybe there's a lot more going on there than we think there is. Absolutely. It's interesting, though, we're also picking up a lot of nurdles this time around through the vacuum system, which you don't get so much in the Yarra. So yeah, there's that's that industrial aspect in the Maribyrnong that needs to be properly controlled. Yeah. But I'm certainly seeing lots of... Look, I'm looking out the window here and we've got a dog event in Footscray Park, we've got cyclists going past. Of course, we've got canoeists. I'm above a rowing club, which, you know, they're all out this morning. There's lots and lots of people using the Maribyrnong. Beautiful, so, yeah. And maybe there'll be a Maribyrnong River keeper one day. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Uh, you know, how, <laughs> how about uh, sharing the love and, uh, and and hiring another person to to be a Maribyrnong River keeper because it, it definitely deserves to be protected just as much as the Yarra. And you guys have been spearheading so many amazing. Um, achievements for the Yarra and the protection of the Yarra far into the future. So, yeah, we're really hoping to see uh, a, a similar effort made for the Maribyrnong. So what, are, what, is your, uh, what is your wildest dream for the Maribyrnong? Um, well, I would like to see along the Maribyrnong setbacks for development, you know, minimum 300 metres, maybe half a kilometre, along those new sites that are being developed so that that protects the beauty of the waterway. Um, that would be my biggest ask, I think, uh, an urban planning. Um, and of course, we just need more and better parklands. We need to invest in creating 
um, you know, kind of re-stewarding the river and looking after it again and maintaining and, and building those ecological processes that happen on the waterway. Yeah, no, that sounds very sensible to me and uh, totally doable because you've already, you know, made great strides for the Yarra. So that template is pretty much already there and uh, it looks like the future of the Maribyrnong is quite exciting. It is very exciting. I mean, it is a beautiful river and it deserves our love. Absolutely. All right, that was Andrew Kelly from the Yarra Riverkeepers Association, our own Yarra Riverkeeper. Thank you so much for being with us, Andrew. We are going to a song right now that Donna is going to announce. What have you got in store for us, Donna? Oh, we're going to listen to Mariuna by Baker Boy. Welcome back, everybody, to Out of the Blue. It is the 3rd of March, 2019. It's Clean Up Australia Day, and you're in the studio with Donna and Fam. And we're cutting live to the Maribyrnong River Litter Blitz, where 80 people are cleaning up in the heat today. They're on the river, they're in their canoes, they're all over the place cleaning up. And we are joined today by Doug Yardley, who is the managing director of the Clean Water Group. Hello, Doug. How are you going? Very well, thank you. How are you? You're going to be. You are on the boat on the river, aren't you? Yeah, and on the um, and we've got the Ute as well that can go along there. So we've been on the river for the last few days, so enjoying the nice um, weather Melbourne's put on for us. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so Doug, tell us a little bit about how you collaborate with the Arrow Riverkeeper Organisation. Um, what you guys are doing, because we have heard about this amazing device called Mr. Snuffleupagus, um, <laughs> which I keep laughing about. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do at uh, Clean Water Group and, and how you got to work uh, with the Yarra Riverkeeper to clean up the rivers in Melbourne? Yeah, so I suppose our purpose, we just wanted to um, we want to turn the tide on water pollution and really just prevent all the rubbish going into the waterways. And so one aspect of that is, doing clean-up events, which is sort of once it's in the waterways, and then prevention is putting litter baskets and stormwater drains to um, capture the waste before it even gets there. And so we were down on the Yarra looking at um, where um, sources of um, rubbish was coming from the stormwater drains, and we are on there with the Yarra keepers, and we are just kind of, all these reed beds are just filled with rubbish. I said, so how can we get rid of it and they sort of said it's been there and it's been a problem and I just went oh well we've got vac trucks how can we look at it sort of a different type of mechanism that could do that and so we sort of asked um talked to Yarra River Keepers and and Melbourne Water and we said well if we put this high flow back on a boat can we give it a go and we'll see if we can um do it and sure enough um probably a year and a half ago there, we gave it a go and it worked really well. So, um, yeah, just to... And the key is a lot of it's finer particulates, like your, your polystyrene, your microplastics, and they're very hard into the reed bed. The reeds are a really good sort of natural entrapment of rubbish. So, um, yeah, no, it worked well. Yeah, I'm and, very... I was so excited. Uh, I think I met you guys when you just gone to Melbourne and you were helping out on the Tangaroa Blue cleanup. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just seeing the mechanism of just this giant vacuum, basically, just going through the through the reeds and sucking up all of those, especially the nurdles and the polystyrene balls that are the bane of every cleaner oh. upper's existence. <laughs> really, if you've done a, oh, no, as many like, cleanups yeah. as I have, then those yeah, yeah, are your pet peeves. Very... <laughs> 
So that, yeah, you can go and pick up all the big stuff, but it's hard to get all the little stuff too. Absolutely. That, that's what's sort of um, – and they're all in the nooks and craps, especially along that rock edge where you guys were. It's, it's, a, it's a pain. So um, oh, I love it. I just had so much fun. We were down at Stony Creek Backwash um, yesterday, and there's, it's like snow along the um, tideline of just um, nurdles. We thousands, or I'd say millions, when you think about the quantity there. Yeah, and, definitely um, millions. I've seen but that it's place. Good it's good to then terrible. get that data, and we can put it on the AMD database and really start um, seeing the the size of it. So it's taking cleanups. I always look at how do we optimise and make things better and if we can do a clean up where it's sort of getting that rubbish a lot quicker we can really get that data and um, look at ways we can um, prevent it in the first place. Yeah and I think that's that's where Clean Up Australia Day has really evolved over the last few decades uh, from when it started in 1990 where you see now that with the help of other groups uh, who really want to change things at the source that it's not just cleanups anymore these days, it is also the data collection. People are collecting the information on the items and the quantities yep. that they find and they're actually using that to create the change they want to see in the environment which is a, a really fantastic fantastic uh, evolution of, you know, just doing a normal cleanup, really. Yeah, and we're taking it one step further now where we've now put our litter baskets in all the drains and we're now capturing data. So we're now running sort of um, cleanups. It's not cleanup. We capture, uh, so up in Mackay, we have 200-odd um, litter traps in around Mackay CBD. We go and service them we, and then we pick about 20 and then the kids, we get the kids down and we audit them. And then we know um, what rubbish is. So I know outside of gins, I find Red Bulls, V's, cigarette butts and <laughs> breath mints. Yeah. Right? Yes, outside sporting grounds are interesting. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. Uh, at, at the Eco Centre, uh, we're doing cleanups with Scouts Victoria there. And sporting grounds are the leaders in, in people littering. Absolutely. No, agreeing. So um, no, it's, it's it's data, and and being able to then show that data to really be able to um, affect change, and the kids, the kids are there. getting them engaged. That's why we love these events. They have fun. They can, and and um, they're not scared to say, hey, why we why do we do this? And let's let's do something different. So yeah, absolutely. Empowering those uh, the children will um, make a big difference. They will. Thank you so much, Doug. Um, and good luck today with cleaning up the Yarra. Let us know how you go. And uh, I'll be keeping an eye on the Yarra Riverkeepers website to see how many kilos you guys come up with. Thanks Excellent. so much for joining us. All right. Thank you. That was Doug Yardley, the Managing Director of the Clean Water Group. And Donna has got some news headlines for us. I do have some news headlines. So keeping in the Clean Up Australia Day theme... Um, balloons have been found to be the deadliest marine plastic for seabirds. Uh, researchers from CSIRO and the University of Tasmania have been studying the gut contents of dead seabirds and have found balloon debris as the most lethal type of plastic the birds can swallow. Uh, the researchers compared more than 1,700 birds, um, which included petrels, shearwaters and albatross, and they compared birds killed by eating plastic with other causes such as fishing bycatch, infant mortality and disease 
and predictably the birds that hadn't died from ingesting plastic had significantly less plastic in their stomachs. But among those that had died from eating plastics, animals that swallowed balloon fragments were 32 times more likely to die than birds that had only eaten hard plastics, so things like lollipop sticks and Lego pieces and broken up broken up pieces of other bigger things really um and the release of balloons um is so lethal because they're able to squeeze into stomach cavities and move around and block and prevent food from getting in and then they also can't be passed either and they look like squid yeah right? like yeah. A, a cut up balloon floating in the water looks like the actual food of those of some of those shearwaters and they even think it might have a scent associated with it as well yeah so as yeah it's, some yeah. of those chemicals that are leaking out of the plastic as it's uh, it's in the marine environment yeah yeah awful um in good news regarding litter. Oh, thank God, that's good news. Sydney Mardi Gras, which is on this weekend, have put glitter on notice and have announced that they're phasing out single-use plastics, including glitter, which is yes. So there's a whole heap of biodegradable glitters out there now and they are being um, yeah phased in instead for people who love glitter. That's also me. We do love glitter. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> I love a bit of biodegradable glitter. Yeah, we do. Um, and a couple more things. Uh, Underwater ph- Photographer of the Year 2019 is uh, – um, I found a link to it on The Guardian this morning and there's a whole bunch of amazing, amazing underwater photos um, in that gallery. I'll put a link to that on our Facebook page. And also coming up starting in a couple of weeks uh, is the Ocean Film Festival coming to Melbourne or Victoria. So there's dates all around the state um, from 18th to the 23rd of March. There's show that's being shown at Crown Casino, the Astor Theatre, Rosebud, Warnable and Geelong. And I'll put a link to that on our Facebook page as well. We are out of time. Um, coming up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. This is Out of the Blue with Donna and Fam. Stay cool, everybody.